0: This week's parsha is parsha Vayishlach. We find the famous pasuk in the parsha where Yaakov Avinu, fearful of encountering his brother Esav, and Esav it seems is on the war path. Hashem, he asks, na miad Yaakov Avinu turns to the Rabban in fear. And begs him to save him from the hands of his brother, from the hand of Esav. Miad achi, miad Esav. And there's obviously a lot of redundancy in the parash- in that pasuk. It says miad, and then again miad, and then it says achi. We already know that Yaakov Avinu's brother is Esav. You could either say miad achi or miad Esav. You don't have to uh, say both. And the Beis HaLevi is, uh, is an absolute must to know. The Beis HaLevi on this Pasuk says a tremendous uh, yeside that when dealing with Esav, and not just, of course, the person Esav, but the Uma of Esav, the nation of Esav, we have to know that Aesop really has two forms. Aesop is not just one single uh, identity. Aesov is able to switch his identity at will. And he actually acts bipolar, if I may use that expression. He has, uh, he has two different types of ways that are the polar opposite within Sometimes, Esav could act like Achi. He's my brother. He's friendly, he's nice. He, uh, he invites me to his parties. He invites me to, his, uh, to join him in business, to join his firm, to be his employee. He invites us to his sporting events. He invites us to his entertainment, to his culture. He even will intermarry us if, uh, if we really want. And then there's, of course, the regular of, the default of, the of that is vicious, the of that when we think of the word of, sh- sends shivers down our spine because we know that he's ruthless, we know that he is vile, we know that he is despicable, he's repugnant. That of. Asav takes two forms, and if you're a student of history, you know that there are times throughout our gullus that Asav is horrible, that Asav acts in manners that are unspeakable. Whether it's Tachvatat, the Holocaust, the Spanish Inquisition, uh, different periods of time in history that. We see the true nature of Esav. His fangs are very clear. He makes no bones about it. He hates us. Halacha, he, Esav, Saina LeYakov. hates Yaakov. It's halacha, it's written in stone. This is the way it is. And he makes, he doesn't try to hide it. He's very clear about his true feelings for us. And then, of course, there are the periods of history that we don't see that, times of, that, that type of Esav. We don't even know what you're talking about. When you describe Esav, Esav is so nice to us. He's kind to us. He cares about us. He defends us. And, uh, and, and everything seems good. And, 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 and there's a love that exists between us and him. Yaakov Avinu Baruch HaKadosh knew full well about this duplicity of Esau. He knew that Aesov has these two sides to him, has these two personalities that he could take out and use at, at will. And so Yaakov Avinu davening to the Rabbi Shalom at this critical juncture in history is not just davening to Hashem at, for that moment in time to save me from the imminent looming threat of Esau marching towards me with 400 soldiers, 400 warriors, and I don't know whether I'm going to die or I'm going to win, but it's scary, and save me from the hands of Esau. Yaakov is already peering far into history, and he's saying, HaTzilein na Hashem, please save me, Miad Ochi and Miad Esau. Save me from the hands of my brotherly Esau, and also from the vicious Esav. Mi'at achi, sometimes Hashem, you have to save me from that brother, the loving Esav, the one that embraces me, the one that in this parsha comes and hugs and kisses Yaakov, but really would like to bite Yaakov. But it doesn't seem that way. We're lulled into a false sense of security, feeling that he really does love me. He's a brother to me. We're close, we're tight, we're boys, we're We're good. I want to be saved from that brother that is lethal as well as the Mi'ad Esav. I want to be saved from the vicious Esav. Now, if I were to ask you which is a bigger existential threat to Klai Yisrael? Is it the Achi or is it the Esav? Who's more dangerous? Is it the brother that is loving and is sympathetic and is caring and is, and, and, and is with us side by side? Or is it the vicious Esau that we think about when we think of a Nazi, when we think about um, the, uh, the Cossacks, when we think about uh, the, Sp- the Spanish during that period of the Inquisition? About the Nazis, about the, all of the people, all the, the mortal enemies, the Romans and the, and the Greeks and the Babylonians, those are the Esau, the, the disgusting Esau's. Who is worse, an Esav that's the Achi or the Esav that's that, that, that it's clear, the menace, the monster that he is, and the hatred, the seething hatred that he exudes. Which is worse? The Beis HaLevi tells us that as well. The Beis HaLevi says, well, all you have to do is look at the Seder of the Pasuk. Hatsulenina miyad achi. The first type of esav that Yaakov Davin's to protect him from is the achi, the brotherly esav. And then Miad esav, because the brotherly esav, even though it's sort of uh, contrary to what you would think, the brotherly esav is far more dangerous a threat to us than the menacing esav. And the reason for that is simple, because we let our guard down with the other Esav. You see what happens in this country, in America, which is a Medina Shel Chesed. It's the greatest country in the history of the world for the Jews in terms of Golis. We've never had a better Golis than, than we do in America. We have the ability, the freedom to um, to practice our religion that we take for granted. We think it's a given. Of course you, you have shuels. Of course, you could daven. Of course, you can uh, you could build Kyolim and beis and 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 get governments to even you know kick in money for uh, to pay for your security and to pay for your to for certain parts of your education. Of course, it's a given. It's not a given. Most, if not, not all of the nations that we found ourselves in that hosted us throughout Gaulus were quite against us practicing our religion freely. In Russia, you know, you could be sent to Siberia if, you, if you're seen practicing, doing mitzvahs, performing a bris milah, uh, learning. And throughout history, it was like this. The Yavanim and the Romans and the... We were killed for learning Torah. We were killed for opening up yeshivas and for teaching and for practicing free... Re- so it's not to be taken for granted. This is an amazing country that we're in. But if you look at the numbers, if you look at the sheer statistics... You'll, you'll be shocked in knowing that there are many more millions of Jews that perished spiritually, not physically, Baruch Hashem, but spiritually, that there's no trace of them, that they have intermarried to the point that they are no longer Jewish, and, and mil- by the millions, by the tens of millions, perhaps, all because of the brotherly embrace, because we feel so at home here. We feel that this is our country, and we're proud, as we should be, but that patriotism sometimes leads to our love of and pride of, of the culture around us, and we feel as one in terms of going to the sporting events that, that are of our favorite teams, and enjoying the, 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 the music, of our favorite bands and idolizing the the celebrities, the movie stars and the politicians and whoever else that we have made to be our idols. And that came at a very, very high cost in terms of the Jewish neshama. Because we feel, okay, you know, like, as Ramesha Feinstein used to say, the first wave of immigrants that came to these shores, they were meiser nefesh. We read stories about how they would give up their jobs to keep Shabbos and then the next week they would have to find a new job only to lose it again the next Shabbos and they told their boss that they have to leave early on these early Fridays. So they, we know, those are heroes that were Miser Nefesh for Shabbos but what happened was, if you're wondering, when did that happen? When did millions of Jews just simply, you know, no longer... Stay in the fold and become and start intermarrying and becoming, you know, completely obsolete from the Jewish faith and and from the Jewish destiny. Ramesha says that their children Mm -hmm. says, listen, you know, we see that they were Messi Nefesh, but they they kept saying that it's so hard to be Jewish in this country. It's difficult, it's Schwer zu sein It's very hard to be Jewish. And so these children grew up and they said, listen. Okay, we respect our parents. We know that they grew up in the old shtetl of Europe, and they have to traditionally keep to their parents' faith. But we want to you know, live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We, wanna, we don't want a difficult life. We don't want to be miser nefesh to keep Shabbos. We want to live a good life. We wanna drink Coca-Cola and we wanna go into, you know, have drive in movies and we wanna be able to roller skate and we wanna be able to, to to do to go to dances and to go to proms and to do everything that our that our our teenage American citizens are doing. We don't wanna be uh, to be to be different from them. We don't want a difficult life, we want an easy Geschmack life. And so one after another they started peeling off. That was the hand of Achib because it's so free. Society in America is so wonderful and so free, and it is. And that gave us great gifts and great privileges. Look at us. We're, we built, after the Holocaust, a network of yeshivas and kailim, beis and day schools um, throughout the entire l- fruited plain of America, from north to south, east to west, that it's unbelievable what's going on in terms of the growth, all because we have these liberties, Baruch Hashem, and we were able to prosper, and we were able to grow our, our children in, in a, in a derech of Israel Saba. but there's a cost to that. Many more children were, were, were lost spiritually in America than were lost in, in, in the Holocaust. Many more. Many more. Six million Jews were lost in the Holocaust. Tens of millions of Jews were lost in America. Dr. Landreil of who who is the balabayas of this of this yeshiva and this makom Torah, used to famously say, and he would say it all the time. I heard him say it all the time that um, college campuses in America are the crematorium of American youth, of American Jewish youth. That's what he said. It's a very strong statement to make. What does that mean? And the answer is that, and I know, I have friends that went to very, you know, large colleges, Ivy League colleges, or a very big And they would tell me that there is, I don't know, tens of thousands of, of of college students in certain campuses. I think one friend in particular, I think, was talking about Cornell in upstate New York in Ithaca, I think it is, and there is a lot, I think it's the largest Jewish population, at least at the time, of all colleges in the country. It had the largest, but he says you could walk around there and you won't find a single yarmulke. He says he was the, him and another guy were like the only two people at the time on the campus, the entire campus, maybe 12,000 Jewish students that wore yarmulkes openly. And he said it didn't start that way, meaning a lot of Kids came to college, and I'm sure you have friends that maybe experienced the same thing, and they started off in these co colleges, these Ivy League colleges, these regular Geisha colleges, and they, they had all the best intentions. And they started off and they went to the Hill House, and they made minyanim, and they had shiurim, and they did dafyaim, whatever they might have started out doing, with all the best of intentions, and within a few weeks or months, they were not anymore attending minyanim, they were not anymore learning. They were not wearing even their yarmulkes, many of them, and before you knew it, they're dating, you know, the Catholics and the, uh, you know, and, and whoever it is on campus, and 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 that was it. That's the end of them. This happens every day as we're speaking on college campus. That's why Dr. Landry started Turo College to make to try to fight, and and quite successfully he did so. You know, this this lure of of American Jewish youth. To these campuses, which are really, which is a place that millions and millions of neshamis were lost and continue to be lost. So there is the Yad Achyeh, the Yad Esav, and the Beis Levi says the first threat, the the primary threat. To a Yid is the Yad achi, it's the brotherly Esav. It's the brotherly embrace me, intermarry with me, uh, eat with me, dance with me. That's the Esav, that's the most dangerous for a Yid because a Yid naturally wants to acclimate himself to the surroundings. We don't want to always feel threatened. We want to feel, and when we came to these shores, it was like such a Chiddush in, in Europe, in Russia, in Poland, in, in, in Ukraine. The Gaim were always shooting at Jews, always attacking, always, always threatening. And to come to these shores and feel like some menuchas and nefesh finally, it was, it was insatiable. A Jew became, like, attracted to these shores and these people uh, in a way that really uh, allowed us to feel so comfortable that we let our guard down and we lost too many nishamas here. Mi'at achi, mi'at esav. This week I had a chiddish based on the base HaLevi, Regarding last week's parsha, last week's parsha was when Esav was sort of duped by Yaakov. Yaakov, in a very difficult parsha to understand, steals the brachas from Esav that Yitzchak really wanted to give Esav, and Rivka helped Yaakov get the brachas away from him. And we know what happened. He took Esav's coat, and he put like a, he 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 made fur on his uh, on his hands. And he came before Yitzchak Avinu and Yitzchak uh, you know, asks, who are you? He says, I am ace of your son, etc. And then he feels him. He feels his hands are hairy. But it's a little confusing because Yaakov is using the language that he always uses. He says, Please, Tati, stand up. Esav never really spoke like that. Esav always used a very gruff language language he would say yakamavi kumavi get up he didn't say no he didn't use lashon please he didn't use a lashon as rashi puts it lashon tach, tach a nice sweet beseeching friendly um, you know inviting type of lashon he used, he always was very tough and gruff so yitzchak is a little confused it seems he says the voice is the voice of Yaakov. He's speaking like Yaakov. But the hands are the hands of Esav. Feels like Esav. So what would you do? What would you do if you were Yitzchak? It seems like a little bit, like, it's, it's complicated now. It's not so simple. I want to give the brachas to Esav, but his voice sounds a lot like Yaakov, even though his hands seem like Esav. Let's give him the brachas. <laughs> Shouldn't you investigate the matter a little bit? It's, it's a stira, right? Like, do your, do your research. Do some due diligence. If, it, if there seems to be a stira because I call Yaakov and yet the Adam is the Esav and you want to give it to Esav so you have to look into it. Why is he not speaking like Esav? No, I'm going to give him the brachas. Good question, right? Like what, what happened? And there's a lot of Mifarsham, uh that try to explain it. There's even a Beis that, that says a very good chap, beautiful chap. But I was thinking to say, based on this base HaLevi, the following Yaakovina was saying like this: Hakol kol Yaakov. Yes, the voice sounds a lot like Yaakov. He seems he's he's speaking so sweetly to me. He sounds like Yaakov. V'ha'yadayim yude Esav. The hands are the hands of Esav. Meaning, there's two different types of hands. We said in this week's parsha, Hatzileni na miyad achi. Mi Yad Esav. Esav. has two hands. Sometimes Esav shows his hand as the brotherly, the nice, the sweet Esav. Sometimes he shows himself as being gruff and disgusting and, and vulgar. But he could go both ways. He has this duplicity. He has this way, this way of sort of changing his mannerisms, his personality, whenever he wants to. He can act sweet or he can act really not sweet. It sounds like Yaakov. It sounds like the and tachlunim of Yaakov. And Yadayim Yidei And I know that Esav has two hands. He goes both ways. He could be really not nice. He could say, But whenever he wants, he could also use the Lashon that will charm you, will dazzle you, will make you feel like you can, you could just like trust him and, and, and be vulnerable to him. So he gave him the brachas. Because that's Esav. Esav, he understood that he could speak like Yaakov also. And he does speak like Yaakov. A lot of times he speaks like Yaakov very clearly. He speaks the language that Yaakov likes to hear. He's very nice, very sweet. And we, and we love that, that, that form of Asa because it lets us feel at home. It lets us feel comfortable. And we think that everything is so wonderful. But we have to remember very clearly that Esau is still ASov. And we don't like thinking that, and it's very politically incorrect at times to even speak about this because, like, what are you what are you saying? Are you saying that we should be mistrustful to every single non Jewish person? That means we can we shouldn't trust uh, anyone. We can't, we can allow ourselves to ever, you know, to ever, uh, you know, trust our neighbors, trust the people, the the you know people around us. We can't. I don't know exactly what to tell you about that but i can tell you that if we are going to see this basal levy for what it is there is no better time in the last 80 years than right now in this in this moment in history that we find ourselves in for the last 70 80 years at least in america we have been treated with kid gloves We've had a fantastic, phenomenal vacation from Gullus. It's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride. That's not to say that we didn't have incidents here and there throughout the history of America. Of course we did. And we had, you know, there are people that have been attacked over throughout the time. And there was anti-Semitism here and there in pockets. But the vast majority, by and large, of this experience in America has been absolutely a honeymoon for Claudius. And we took full advantage and we were able to build and to prosper on these shores and it's been amazing. It's been amazing. But right now, we have to step back a little bit or a lot and be able to see and to identify that even here in America, even in these shores, even these, what we consider to be safe harbors, there is so much vicious anti-Semitism all around us. It just... You can't be blinded by it anymore. We have to see it for what it is. This is not to scare anybody. It's not we're not looking to incite any fear or, or you know or nervousness. We want to be able to stay who we are, stay calm, cool, and collected and, and but to understand and to see the unmasking of Asav of the brotherly Esav, and see it for what it is. Not to say that there aren't tzaddikah um there are many people that are nice and normal, and there are people that are, that are really good to us and have been good to us consistently, whether it's politicians or, or regular neighbors or friends or people that we, you know, professors, there are, there are people and gayim that are very fine and very nice and, and good. But we see now so clearly how the world really doesn't like us the world does not like us at all. On college campuses, unbelievable what's going on. The, 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 the hatred that's boiling over, that's simmering on every college campus practically in America. I've seen videos, of, as I'm sure you have, of, of people in Cooper Union. There's a Jewish uh, group in Cooper Union, and they were... They had to, like, lock themselves in the Cooper Union library because there were literally the protesters, the pro-Palestinian protesters. I don't think they were all Arabs. I don't know if any of them were Arabs. They were just liberal college students that have this, this craze right now that Hamas is wonderful, and they represent all of the oppressed people in the world, and therefore we can lash out at the Jews Anywhere in the world, and we will, and if we could take them down, we'll by extension be taking down the, the Zionist entity in Israel, and, and, and this will somehow settle scores. And they were banging on the doors, and these Jews can you imagine being in a library? Imagine yourself being downstairs in our library, and there is on the window, there are, there are hundreds and more people banging on the windows, screaming epithets about Jews and about, you know, and, and about Palestine, and they're this close to getting in. They're this close to breaking the window. Can you imagine the pachad that you have to go through? And this is taking place in every college, even the, the, the most Ivy League of colleges, Harvard University, which is like, you know, it's every American Jewish mother's dream to get their son into Harvard. That's the dream, that's the American dream. Your son goes to Harvard, you could brag for the rest of your life, your son went to Harvard, your son is in Yale, your son is in Princeton, your son is in Columbia, NYU. These are the worst places for some reason. For some I don't know why, but it seems like the smarter they are, the more vicious they are. And this is what we're up against. And it's so clear right now, the ochi that we were so infatuated with and that we gave millions of nishamas to... On the Mizbeach of, of, of this Ahi, we see now it was never our brother. They didn't really love us. They hated us. They, they still will hate us. And not all, but many, many that we don't even realize really hate us, hate us. And it's clear today, for some reason, because of what's going on in Gaza, even though that should have generated sympathy, on behalf of the world you see what happened 1300 people were, were murdered and raped these are liberal women's groups that should, that are so you know pro feminist pro women uh, you know anti rape uh, anti abuse anti and and not a single person comes to jew- the israelis defense and says wait a minute these hamas they, they raped women how you talking no no, one, no no that's that's it's okay now it's okay because the jew Babies were murdered. Babies were taken. Hasid. It's okay. It's, it's justified. Where's the rationale? The answer is that there's no rationale. Halacha hi Esav es Yaakov. Esav despises Yaakov. And we don't like to think that way. We don't under, we're not programmed in America to think that way. I have friends that live in Belgium, in Antwerp. They're programmed from birth to feel this way because they see it. They always are under in the crosshairs of the game. Politicians will campaign on the platform. They want to rid Antwerp of Jews openly. Every Jew in Antwerp has a safe in their house with diamonds and with cash. They're always ready to leave because they know that the whole, this could flip in a second. We in, in America, we feel very comfortable. It's our land. We could wear our yarmulkes in public in, in in Europe. You think they wear their yarmulkes, you know, on a regular street, maybe in the in the Diamond District or whatever, where there are a lot of Jews. But like, think they they go and, 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 and dress with a yarmulka and with tzitzis or whatever. They don't. They they'd be crazy to in Germany, in France, in, in in England. You can't do that in most of most of the streets. You'll get killed. We feel that we can. Baruch Hashem, we've 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 been and we have, but. But now we don't feel that confident anymore, and we shouldn't, because we see that everything is, is changing. There's violence in the streets, there's protests on the Brooklyn Bridge, and in, on London Bridge, and in, and in Russian airports. I don't know if anyone's seen that video a couple of weeks ago, but in, 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 in an airport in Russia, they found that there was an airplane that landed on the tarmac from Israel, it was a nondescript flight. It wasn't an El Al flight. It was just a regular chartered plane, but they heard that there was Jews. And there were Arabs in this region of, of, of Russia that came into the airport, and they were screaming Al Akbar, and they were looking for any Jew that they could find. Baruch Hashem, they didn't get any, but they would have, they would have slaughtered as many Jews as they could. And, and we think, okay, but that's in Russia. In America, that can't happen. Really? Really? It can happen in America as it could happen in Russia. We don't want to think that. We don't want to believe it. But we see that this is, unfortunately, where we're holding right now in Gullahs. The newspapers, the New York Times. I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, the New York Times was mamish the Bible of every Jewish family. This was like, you, this, you trusted the New York Times. It was the old gray lady, and it was all the news that, that was fit to print. And this was like every Jewish house had the New York Times delivered. Today you can't bring the New York Times into your house because they're, and it's owned by Jews, but they're so anti-Israel, so anti-Jew, anti-from, besides for the politics and what's going on in Israel, just locally in New York with, uh, you know, the Hasidim, anti-Hasidim, anti-The Yeshiva system, anti-and and, and every, they make these long stories, long articles about how bad the Jewish educational system is, and many other newspapers around the country, and may, many... Uh, media stations, we're living in very difficult times, but in a way, there's an expression in opportunity, in chaos is opportunity. When there's chaos, and there is chaos right now in the world, there's crazy chaos in the world, and it's not getting better right now, it's getting worse, and the war is starting up again, there's going to be thousands of more uh, you know, Gazans killed, and, 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 and the protests will be louder And we don't know where it's going to end. In this chaos, there's opportunity. What opportunity is there? There's the opportunity for us to realize that a Yid and a guy are two different things. We are Yaakov and they are Esav. The lines are no longer blurred. They're making it very clear that there's a, a line of demarcation that's 100 miles long and wide that splits us and them. And we have to understand that this is the reality of the Gallis. We are we had a vacation, but now the vacation might be over a little bit, and we have to understand that we are Yidin. we are Klal Yisra, we are the Amanivchar, and and as such we have to regroup and and recognize to come back to our roots, to come back to what makes us a yid, and not to, and, and to sort of shatter the illusion that we're just like them. I'm not saying that, you know, we can't uh, root for our baseball teams or our football teams or whatever, but, but be careful doing it. If you're going to do it, just be careful because it's not, you're not them. You're not the same. We're different. I remember I once went to a, um, a baseball game when I was a buffer. Friend of mine got tickets. He asked me if I wanted to come. It happened to be. They say I, I'm not a big baseball fan. I just, you know, I went. I went maybe to five games my whole life, ten games maybe. But um, it was a, a Mets game. It was in the. It was in Shea Stadium, which was a stadium before City Field, and um, and they say that it might have been the best baseball game in the history of baseball. It was I. Th- I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't remember who they were playing against, but it was like a pennant game. It was deciding whether they got into the World Series or not. It was during the 90s. Somebody, I gave a sheer recently, and I was talking about it, and someone was a big baseball fan. He thought it was the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I don't know if it was or not, but uh, you can look it up. I think it was during the, the, the 90s. It was, it was a phenomenal game, getting into And the Shea Stadium was rocking, literally, literally rocking, it was shaking from all, the people were going crazy. Every pitch was like an explosion. If it was a strike, if it was a ball, if it was a hit, if it was a this. And it was like, to, you know, every, it was like they were, the Mets won, I think, in the end. And, and but the place was like, every, they were fighting for every pitch and every strike, every, and it was like the, the electricity in the stadium was ain't it was like beyond. And, like, I was standing next to, like, this big zlub zh- of, like, a guy, like an Italian, you know, guy. And, like, you know, he was eating hot dogs all the whole time, drinking beer, and he was Meshuggah. And, like, and I was finding myself, like, sort of, like, you know, like, bonding with a guy. Like, we have no Shaykhaz to him. I'm a He's an Italian. I, you know, we have no, literally, Yaakov sitting next to Esav. And, like, and, but this game was, like, so electric that, like, you know, we were like, you know, I don't know if we were high fiving or whatever, but like, there was points that he was like about to hug me, and Baruch Hashem, I resisted. But, but why am I telling you this? Because it's so easy to be lulled into this this false sense of like we're one. We love the same teams. We love the same bands. We love the same food. We love the same. There's nothing. There's no lines that we're 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 free. We escaped the, the curse of the Jewish gullus where, where this is Elam Haba. This is like, uh, you know, people used to think that President Roosevelt was, uh, was Melech Mashiach. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They thought that this was like the promised land and Roosevelt was Mashiach until they found out that Roosevelt was, uh, was the worst anti-Semite and he, did, he could have bombed the tracks in Auschwitz and he could have helped the Jews in many different ways and he, he chose not to. At the end, he did a few good things, but it was basically, you know, they thought that Roosevelt was, was who knows what, and it was a Russia, marusha But Jews of old, they felt that, you know, this is our land, this is our country, and, and maybe we do. But now we have this opportunity amidst the chaos, we could see that cl- a little clarity, glimpses of clarity, that it's not as simple as we thought it was. It's not as seamless a, a relationship. And at the end, a guy considers us Jews, whether or not we're from or not from. If we're Jewish, if we have a Jewish name, if we have a, you know, then we're Jews, just like Hitler considered all of us Jews. We're Jews regardless. And so in Eretz Yisrael, by the way, what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, the level of achdus that is taking place right now is, is unbelievable. People that have been there told me that, like, as much as you see clips in here and there of, of Hasidim and, and Chilonim dancing and Straymoch and, and, and no yarmulkes and tattoos and, the, and, and every, you have no idea what's going on there. The level of love and achtas and ava is off the charts. Off the charts. Unbelievable what's going on there. Because of the danger, because they saw asav 's ugly, vicious face on, on October 7th. And, and Yishmael and Esau sort of, they intermarried a couple of parashists ago and they're the same they're the same and they saw clearly and we have to see it clearly also we have to understand that we have to have achdas amongst ourselves we have to love each other whether it's a chassid whether it's a, a not from person uh, you know, whether it's a person with a, a black yarmulke or kippah or, or, or a leather yarmulke or, whatever, or a baseball cap we're yidden. we're Klal Yisrael. we have to love each other because we are all we have and this is the opportunity that we have at the moment that we could really like retreat a little bit from our Gaisha culture if we love music and we love their video games we love their movies, we love their pop culture we love their, you know, their politics and we love that we have to, well, enough, stop you know, this is not, this, it's not us we're a Yidin. We have a Messairah. We have halacha. We have minhagim. And we have to be careful. What a guy's minhagim are, are not our minhagim. I'll end with a Vard from Revolbi, which I say a lot, but he has a, an amazing var. Every morning we make a Birchas Hashachar of Shalaya Sani Gaya Hashem. You have not made us a guy. Thank you. Lorivalbi says, you know, it is a bracha, but it's also a question. It's an open, hanging question. Shalaya Sanigai. when you make that bracha in the morning, you have to also ask yourself, you know, if we're even awake enough to, to think about what we're saying, but we have to ask ourselves, is it true? Am I not really like a closet guy? Is there not a guy inside of me hiding? Lurking in, in, in the recess of my heart? There's no guy in me? Let me ask you a question, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, and you be honest with yourself. Does Sunday feel like 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 Wednesday? Does Thanksgiving feel like a regular like a regular school day? Does Kratzmach feel like a day? Like does does Martin Luther King Day feel like a No. The answer is no. Not just because the banks are closed, because there's a ruach in the air that it's different Sunday. Even if I come to first seder, but it's it's like almost like it's it's purely lishma. Like I don't really need to be here because it's Sunday. Sunday, it's a it's a, it's a it's a It's a holiday. I don't need to be here. It's a joke. Most guys are not. You know, like what I, I I need to be. Here. It's a Sunday. It's Thanksgiving. It's 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 It's, kratzmach. it's uh it's 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 vacation time. It's it's. It's Labor Day weekend what do you mean Labor Day weekend are you a yid or are you a guy I'm talking to myself by the way I feel this as much if not more than anybody else it's, it's a reality because we grew up in this country because we in Eretz Yisrael there's no Sunday Sunday is, is a regular work day but because we grew up here Sunday is, is a Goyesh Shabbos that's what it is it's not a Yiddish Shabbos. We should. There's no excuse that we shouldn't be working and we shouldn't be, be, be learning. We shouldn't be doing a regular day Zavaydah. Sunday is not a... I don't know if the Ebershah gives us off on Sunday. Gives us off on Shabbos. Sunday doesn't give us off. Sunday it's back to the grind. Whatever the grind is, if you're working, you're working. If you're learning, you're learning. If you're, but you, it, It's a regular day. But the reason why we feel it is because we have a shlickle guy in us. Because we have a little bit of a guy in us. Why do we have to have all the... You know, the Chinese food and the Thai food and the and the American food and the hot dogs and the hamburgers and I love it, and pizza, I love it more than any of them, of you. But it's because we have to fo- we have to follow the gayim. The, the gayim are eating pizza, we have to eat pizza. The are eating hot dogs, we have to eat hot dogs. There's a medrash, by the way, if you think this is crazy, there's a medrash that says, you know, that the reason why the, why the Yidin left Egypt, we know three reasons, Shleshinah shamam we didn't change our Jewish names, we didn't change... Our Jewish way of of dressing, which is another discussion, and we didn't change our language. We 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 spoke lashon But there's another medrash that very few people know about. Shleishinah smachalim. Klal Yisrael never changed the type of foods they ate. I don't know what foods they ate then, but you know they, they ate matzo ball soup. They ate cholent. They ate pastrami sandwiches. I don't know whatever it is that that yidn have eaten. That's what the yidn in Mitzrayim continued to eat. Lachmajin, right? I have to like be uh, uh, shwarma but you know that's that's uh, you know that's what, that's what a yid eats a yiddish food no we, we eat everything why do we eat everything because we want to be like I am there's a my point is that unfortunately because of the gullus, we have been so um, desensitized to the differences between who we really are and the guy and we think it's okay we're fine. Hasidim, maybe they have to dress like that because for, you know, because, what, you think, who, how many of our grandparents dress like that? Probably most of our grandparents dress like that in, in Europe. Okay, so we came to America. I'm not saying that. I'm not proposing we all go back to dressing. But there's a point here that we have been lulled into the sense of security and the sense of peace and, and that we're okay, we're good. We could dress like I am, we could eat like I am, we could, we could sing like I am, we could act like I am, and, and, and it's fine. But now we see that it's not fine. Now we see that we have to regroup and we have to realize we're klal Yisrael, we're the amah we're different. Whether we like it or not, we don't like always being you know, hated, but we're hated. And if we're hated, you know what happens when people are hated? They find the people in their inner circle that are also hated, and they become... They, they love those people. They, they, they coalesce with those people. Because you have, no, you have no one else. So when you think you have everybody else, so you could afford to be very, you know, snooty, and, 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 you know, I don't like this type of Jew, I don't like that type of Jew. And I Israel, that's how it was. It was terrible in Eretz so We know that. Chiloni and Harid today... <laughs> No. No. We're all one. I'll end with a quick part. Yaakov Avinu puts, a couple of weeks ago, stones, 12 stones around his head. And we know what happens to those stones. They all become one. And that's, of course, symbolic of the fact that, the fact that Klai is Misachi, The 12 tribes come together as one. Why did he put those stones around, there, around his head? Rashi says, because he was He was afraid. He was afraid that animals might attack him if he sleeps there at night, so he put like almost like a wall around him. And that's when Kayasha was misached, because unfortunately, we become one when we have an external threat. When we're threatened by Gayim around us, whether it's Bneyishmal or whether it's asav or both, we feel a certain sense of achdus. And that's what we have to do nowadays. We have to feel achtis with our brothers. We have to love our brothers. We have to uh, be able to love Hashem better, come back to who we are, recognize that we're not gayim and that we're Klal Yisrael. We have to be Misyachet ourselves through davening, through learning, through our Hanhagas, through our dress, through our actions, through our, the, way that we, the way that we breathe, the way that we sleep, the way that we eat. Everything has to be Yiddish, has to be Klal Yisrael and the Mitshem, this these, all of these events are I think the Khevley Mashiach it's pretty clear. The Mashiach is on his way and Mitz Hashem will be Zaikha to the gula of Mehirbi Amenu Amin Baumin. Mm-hmm.